I have a question. Are you mowing in the dark? Welcome back to the Mowing in the Dark podcast. I am your host, Aaron Sutter. Thank you for tuning in to another Faith Friday episode. Guys, it has been brutal here the last few days. It has been really brutal. I was almost going to say butyl, but I don't know what that even means. So it's been brutal here. The heat has been in the 90s, which for us in Michigan, that's really hot really hot for us here in Michigan. We like it here in Michigan around 70, 75. That is like the comfort zone. That is the beautiful weather that we love here in Michigan. That's swimming weather right there. For you guys down south, you don't even consider going swimming until it's 85 out. Here, man, I mean, I've gone swimming when it's 65 degrees outside in Lake Superior, the coldest lake of all the great lakes and it was beautiful and marvelous the water was like 50 degrees it was crisp oh yeah that's nice all right so it's been pretty warm here it's it's been a trying week for me just because of the heat nothing else just because of the heat um it's been kind of a normal week the truck is all fixed up it's it's back you know, we're working and the trailer lights all work and all that stuff. So it's fixed. Thank you to the dealer that I took it to. I do appreciate that. Even though there was some major hiccups along the way, zero communication from them. I am still grateful that the truck is fixed this week. I'm just working hard getting all the lawns done because our family's going on vacation next week. And so I want to make sure that We have everything done and ready to go on vacation, and it's been a little stressful. We had some rain today, so I got out late. I didn't get started until about 9.30 this morning because of rain uh, overnight and this morning, and then I was at my last two lawns. They're they're neighbors, so uh, they're right by each other. Obviously, they're neighbors, and I was getting ready to go do them. I had to send out a few communications, some emails. And so I was doing that really quick and I look up and my windshield's all wet. And I'm like, oh great. Cause I had just looked at the forecast, not 10 minutes before this, there was no rain, no nothing, but I noticed in the sky, there was some darker clouds. So I'm like, well, this is Michigan weather changes pretty quick, but you know, maybe, maybe it's just going to pass us by. So I check my weather app and I I'm I refresh it and oh wouldn't you know there's like a thunderstorm right above me. And so I got rained on for a little bit. I went out, I had just a little bit of push mowing I had to do on this on one of the properties. So I went out, did the push mowing and it just started coming down in buckets about halfway through the push mowing. So I hustled up, got that done, jumped back in the truck and waited it out for another 10 minutes or so. And then it finally stopped. So then I was able to get out and get the lawns done, got home at about six 30. So, um, wasn't too bad, but I like to be home around five. It's just, it's, it's a good way to go. I can help the wife get 
the boys around for dinner and you know all that stuff but it's neither here nor there it's been a great week overall yes it's been hot it's been muggy and miserable but we've gotten all the work done um my clients all know that i'm going on vacation so that's good and i'm just i'm looking forward to a week off i'm kind of i kind of wish i could have more than a week off but a week is what I give myself. Now, I do take another week off for the GIE Expo or the Equip Expo now in October. So, But that's really close to the end of the season, of the mowing season. Then we have leaf season after that. But So that you know that's another week off, and I, I'm really appreciative of that because then it gives me that energy to do that final push through the fall and going into winter. Because sometimes here in Michigan, our fall and winter get blended together and we get snow on top of the leaves and then the snow melts and then we just have wet leaves that we have to deal with for the rest of the leaf season. So you really, sometimes you really need a lot of energy to push through that because it can be really tough. So that's where I've been at this week, guys. I've been trying to put out more podcast episodes. I've been doing some truck podcasts. If you have been listening into the, the podcast, then you know that I've done two truck podcasts now. I may be switching over to those except for the Faith Friday because what I did in the last one is I brought my recorder with me. It's small it's compact. So it worked out really well. You don't even hear any of the truck noise. And I was driving for like most of the time. The only thing I did notice was that uh, our roads here in Michigan are terrible. And so you could hear my voice shaking as I was going over a bunch of potholes and bumps. It was, (laughs) it was kind of comical as I listened back to it this morning. So I hope you guys are enjoying those. I hope you're, you, you like that format because that's a good way for me to get more podcasts out uh you know i've been struggling i went i dropped down to two a week because it was just it was hard it was hard with with the ventrack work that i've got going on and the estimates that i'm having to do for that it's been really tough and so i i've just decided you know what if i can't get the time to do a regular old podcast in my studio, I'm just going to do a truck podcast and I'm going to try to do one like one a day. Now I can't guarantee that. I'm not going to guarantee that, but that is something that I'm going to try doing is just trying to put out one a day because guys, I got to tell you, I'm kind of frustrated. There's, you have the bigger, the big three podcasts You know, you have Fullerton Unfiltered, you have the Green Industry Podcast, and you have, um, oh, what is it? Caleb and Brittany Allman, whatever their their kid contractor podcast. There we go. Thank you, Mr. Producer, who isn't there. Thank you. Um, uh, So you have the big three, and then you have Naylor's Podcast, and you have a bunch of others. You mentioned one. You got to mention them all. Lawn Care Business Success, Julio Tomei, he's been doing it the longest. Uh, But I'm just, I'm bored with those. They all kind of seem the same. They're they're all talking about business, which is fine. That's what they're meant to do, right? In the world of content creation, that's what the algorithm picks up, right? Is always talking about what your podcast is about. But you know what? I'm just so tired of listening to lawn care content. 
I just am. I'm just going to be honest. And so it's nice for me to do the Faith Friday episodes. And I just, I like getting personal, man. I like getting personal. I like talking about what's going on in my day. I like that. And if, if I can wrap business into that, fine. If I can't, fine. You know, I'm a human being. We're not just business owners. We have lives outside of the business. And so I'm going to try to wrap all that into it. Um, Hopefully it's interesting. Hopefully you guys like it because that's just what I'm going to do. And I'm trying to put more content out there for you guys to listen to throughout the week because it's just, I, I, I could listen to a podcast for maybe half the day, like, uh, you know, a different podcast per lawn, essentially. And there's just not enough, you know, so if you want to start a podcast, please, by all means, start a podcast. You don't need any special equipment. You don't need a podcast recorder. You don't need special mics. You just need your phone and and a podcast app. Uh, if, if you're just starting out, you can use Anchor. That's how I started out. I've since switched over to something called Libsyn, which I really like, but you do have to pay for it. So there's a trade-off there. You do have to pay for it. So just start. Just start. People want to hear your stories. All right. So with all that being said, we're 10 minutes in and we haven't even started Faith Friday yet. So let's jump into the Faith Friday episode right after the show sponsor. As a lawn care provider, do you want to make a year-round income? Are you worried at the end of the lawn care season because you don't know how you're going to make it through the winter? Then you need to check out the 12-month contract from the Mowing in the Dark podcast. This is the same contract that Aaron uses to grow his lawn care business. This 100% editable 12-month contract template is available for only $5.99. The contract has rock-solid terms and conditions, so you are protected from all kinds of liability in lawn maintenance and snow removal. Get your 12-month contract at mowinginthedarkpodcast.com today. All right, guys. So today we are in James chapter four. We are in the book of James. We're on chapter four. If you haven't listened to the other the other chapters, you can go back and you can listen to those. Uh, they're you know they're great. So the way we do the faith podcast here is I take a book of the Bible and we go through chapter by chapter, verse by verse, all the way through the book. Now I do one chapter per episode. So Really, we do today we're going to do chapter four. The way I do it is I read the whole thing so we get the context, and then we go back to verse one, and we go verse by verse through it, and we kind of discuss it, talk about it a little bit. So with all that being said, just a quick disclaimer, I'm not a Bible scholar. I didn't go to Bible school. I just love the Word of God, and I like sharing it with people. And so I may say something that's wrong or you may not agree with, and that's fine. And if I do say something that's wrong or that you don't agree with, call me out on it. Message me on Facebook, Aaron Sutter at Facebook, or message me at Lansing Lawn Service on Instagram. Call me out. Email me. Send me an email at lansinglawnservice at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. I would love to talk to you about it. And I would love for you to show me where I'm wrong or where you disagree. 
Okay, with all that being said, let's jump into James chapter 4. If you have your Bible, if you're at home listening, read along with me. Let's go through this. I'm reading the ESV, okay? Pardon any reading mistakes that I make from here on out. Here we go. What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. You adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you, or do you suppose it is to no purpose that the scriptures say, he yearns jealously over the spirit that he has made to dwell in us. But he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hearts. I'm, I'm sorry, cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. Do not speak evil against one another, brothers. The one who speaks against against a brother or judges his brother speaks evil against the law and judges and judges the law but if you judge the law you are not a doer of the law but a judge there is only one lawgiver and judge he who is able to save and to destroy but who are you to judge your neighbor come now you who say Today or tomorrow, we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. And that ends James chapter 4. Let's go back to verse 1. What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this that your passions, is it not this, comma, that your passions are at war within you? We as people... Now, this James is specifically talking to Jewish Christians or believers, all right? Because back, well, actually, he's he is talking to the 12 tribes. So he's talking to Christian believers who are also Jewish. So they're 
Jewish Christians. They believed that Jesus Christ was the Son of God, that he rose again on the third day and ascended into heaven. They believed that he died for their sins. And so these are Jewish Christians that James is talking to. So we have to keep that in mind when we read the books of the New Testament. We have to keep in mind who the author is writing to. He's writing to Christians, specifically the Jewish Christians, the new Jewish Christians at the time. What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? What type of passions? Could be anything. It could be, what I think what he's saying is sin. Sin is at war within you. Your passions, your desires are at war within you. And I see that in myself. You know, I have, I have a big problem. Okay. I'm just going to be honest earlier in the opening. I said, I just want to make this personal. So here we go. And you can think of me what you want, but I have a problem. Okay. I have a problem with pornography. All right. I'm just going to be honest about it. I struggle I struggle and I struggle and I struggle. And sometimes I have a a long victory over pornography. And then other times I fall and it, it's so hard. My passions are at war within me. Now I had some things happen to me as a kid that increased will say increased my desire to see things like that. And so this is a battle that I've been fighting since I was 12 years old and just fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. And you get so tired and so worn out and it it just brings, you're at war. You're at war. Think about, you know, because the war in Afghanistan, the war in Afghanistan lasted 20 years. I've been warring against pornography for 28 years of my life, more than that, 25 years of my life. So longer than the war in Afghanistan, it's exhausting. And so sometimes it's just easier to give in. Say, I can't, I, I can't fight right now. And, it, and it's so difficult because it's so accessible. It's so accessible. You can find pornography just about anywhere. Just about anywhere. You see it in commercials. Yes, I said commercials. Yeah. And, and, you see it in ads on YouTube. You see it in ads on Facebook. You see it. There's shorts videos that are basically pornography on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram's full of it, by the way. I just want to give you that warning. It's full of it. It's your passions. My passions. Maybe your passions are at war within you. Maybe yours isn't dealing with pornography maybe yours is with something else pride could be pride you're you know that's a sin or maybe you're you're struggling with other things 
I could list off a whole number of things. Jealousy. Envy. You, you could be dealing with any of that stuff. And you're warring. Your, your passions. You're at war. And, and you're exhausted. That's what James is saying here. What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? Your sinful nature is at war with the nature of God. The nature of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit. Those two things cannot coexist. And so they are warring inside of you. Your flesh wants worldly desires it lusts for things and the 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 your new heart your heart of flesh the heart of flesh that Jesus Christ the holy spirit gives you at salvation is warring against your flesh and you're just battling every single day and i don't think it gets easier guys i don't think it gets easier i think it just you get used to it. And maybe that's a bad thing because then you get complacent. And that's when you fall into temptation. Verse two, you desire and do not have. So you murder, you covet and cannot obtain. So you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You desire and do not have, so you murder. What is that about? Well, back in Matthew, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, if you look lustfully at a woman, you have committed adultery in your heart. If you if you look at your brother and have hatred in your heart, you have committed murder already. That's what James is talking about here. You desire and do not have, so you murder. You hate. You hate your brother. And Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount, if you hate your brother, you have committed murder. You covet and cannot obtain. You can't grasp it. You can't have what you want. So you fight and you quarrel. Your neighbor has some, has a four-wheeler. And you love four-wheelers, especially your neighbor's four-wheeler, because it's got all the bells and whistles. And you want it, and you need it, and you desire it. But you don't have the money for that four-wheeler with all the bells and whistles. So in your heart, you just look at your neighbor, and you're like, ah, why does he get to have that, and I can't have it? I want it, and I want it now. You covet and you cannot obtain. So you fight and you quarrel. You, maybe you're fighting with your neighbor over it. He's such a jerk. He's just out there always flaunting his four-wheeler in his driveway. Always. It's just maddening. I can't take it anymore. You know that line from Sandlot where the, the lifeguard is sitting up in the tower and the little scrawny kid with the glasses looks over it's a hot summer day and he looks over at his crush and he says i can't take it anymore and he goes jumps in the deep end of the pool and he can't swim 
That is like this. That is like cuffeting. Now, in his situation, he got pulled out by the by the cute lifeguard, and she's giving him mouth to mouth, and then he he wakes up and gives her a big old smooch, you know. <laughs> so in his situation, I guess it turned out, and then they got married and had nine kids. That that was in the end of the movie. If you haven't seen the end of Sandlot, one of my favorite movies, by the way, Sandlot, great movie. You desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. What is he saying there? You do not have because you do not ask. He's saying you don't have because you're not asking God. You didn't ask God for it. You didn't ask God. You didn't ask me. You didn't ask If you could have it. Verse three, you ask. Okay, now we're on to asking because because you did not ask. And then three, verse three, you ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. Listen to this. I've heard people say before, man, I don't believe in God. I think it's a bunch of crap because I prayed one time that my parents would not get divorced and they got divorced. Or I prayed that I would get $5,000 and I didn't get $5,000. God is a bunch of crap. It's, it's a bunch of hogwash. He's not real. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. Is this hitting home with anybody other than me? (laughs) I mean, goodness gracious. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. Like me. I would love to switch over my business just to Ventrac work. And I I have goals there. I have goals to do that. But maybe, maybe, and we'll get to this later, maybe this is not God's will. Maybe it's not God's will for me to do 100% Ventrac work. Because maybe that business is volatile. Maybe there's not enough work there to make a living. And I'm asking, maybe I'm asking with wrong motives because I want extra time. I want free time because I'm seeing how much money I make per hour with the Ventrac. And so I'm thinking, ooh, I could have a lot of free time. I could go on vacation. I could I could just sit at home on my butt and watch TV and relax. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. Maybe my motives are wrong. Maybe your business isn't where it, where you want it to be because maybe your motives, maybe your passions are wrong. Verse 4. You adulterous people. Ouch. Because he's speaking to us, guys. You adulterous. You cheating. You lustful You adulterous, you know, sleeping with other men's wives. You adulterous people. Do you not know? 
that friendship with the world is enmity with God. What does enmity mean? Mean it, it means you're you're fighting each other like two magnets that are opposing one another. You're at enmity, you're at war. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? What is friendship with the world? Is he talking about having friends that are not Christians? No, he's talking about friendship with the world, like pornography. You're dancing with the devil. You're still friends with the world. You're still friends. You're still friendly with porn. You have not yet eradicated it from your life. You're still you're still dancing with with envy. You're still on Facebook looking at everyone's great highlight reel posts about their their awesome life and how they get to go on vacation to Italy or Spain or Rome or Israel and you're wanting that you envy what they have you covet what they have that is friendship with the world and that is enmity that is fighting against God therefore Whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. If you want to dance, if you want to dance with envy, if you want to dance with porn, if you want to dance with lust, if you want to dance with greed, if you want to dance with any of those things and more, you're an enemy. You make yourself. God doesn't make you that. You make yourself an enemy of God. Verse 5. Or do you suppose, yeah, or do you suppose it is to no purpose that the scripture says, he, meaning God, yearns jealously over the spirit that he has made to dwell in us. What is he saying? What is James saying here? He yearns jealously jealously over the spirit that he has made to dwell in us. The Holy Spirit. God is yearning in jealousy over the spirit that he made. The Holy Spirit that is dwelling inside of us. Because we're still dancing with the devil. We're still dancing with the world. We're friends with the world. We're friends with sin. It's another way to put it. We're friends with sin. And and James is saying here, he, God, yearns jealously. He is jealous over us. He is jealous over the spirit that he has made to dwell in us. He's not jealous over us. He's jealous over the spirit that he has made dwell in us. He wants that to be the only thing that is inside of us. Verse 6. But he gives more grace. That is probably the, the most profound part of a verse in this whole chapter. But he gives more grace. You danced with jealousy yesterday. You danced with porn yesterday. You danced with adultery 
yesterday. But he gives more grace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you know, yesterday, I, man, I, I looked at porn yesterday. He gives more grace. Yeah, yeah, but, but man, I hate my neighbor. He gives more grace. But he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. You're dancing with with sin. I'm dancing with sin. We're all dancing with sin at some point. But he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, the Bible says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Are you humble? Yes, you you fell. You fell back into sin. You danced with the devil again. You danced with lust again. You danced with porn again. You danced with greed again. You danced with jealousy again. Are you humble? Are you humble to come back to God, to ask for forgiveness, to humble yourself, to say, God, I'm sorry. I sinned again. I fell again. I I danced again. I need your grace. Are you humble enough to say that, to go to him and say that? God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Yes, I sinned, but I'm coming back to you. I want to change. I want to be better. I want to do things different. Help me. Are you coming to God humbly? Verse 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. What does that mean, submit? Well, just like in a marriage, the man is the head of the household. The wife comes under him in submission to him, his final authority. The man is under God's authority. Does this mean that the man can just be a jerk? Excuse my language, but a dick. No. That's not what this means. That's not what this is. It's just headship. The final authority, the final, if things go south, the ultimate punishment doesn't go fall on the wife. If your marriage falls apart, you're the head of the household, bro. You are accountable. You are for the failure of that marriage. You're the head of the household. That is the way God sees this as headship. Now, now I, I got off on a little tangent there. Uh, let's read it again. Verse 7, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So I got stuck on that word submit. 
and it, we're not talking about husbands and wives here. I was just using that as an example. You got to come humbly. You have to submit to the Lord once again. He is not just he is not just God. He is Lord. What is a Lord? Well, a Lord is a king. He is king over you. He is the king of kings. What does that mean? Well, if you watch movies, like older movies, where they're portraying or depicting like the Roman Empire or or the the one that comes to mind is Braveheart. There, there's a king there. You have to submit yourself to the king or else you 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 get punished. You could die. He could take your head or in the case of Braveheart disembowel you. <laughs> okay, we're getting a little graphic. Submit yourselves therefore to God. When you walk into his presence through prayer, humble yourself. What does humble yourself mean? If you have to, kneel down and bow your face to the floor. That is a position of submission. You ever seen a dog that submits? His head is down. His tail isn't wagging. He is not making eye contact. His head is bowed. He is in submission to the master. We are to come to the Lord Jesus Christ the same way. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil. Fight the urges to sin. Fight. Stand and fight. Resist. Do whatever you have to do, whether that is fighting or fleeing. If you have to drop everything and run, get away from wherever you're at. Do it. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So you can stand up and you can resist the devil or you can flee temptation and run from him. Because it says it both ways in the Bible. But if you stand, if you resist the devil with God's word, it has to be with God's word. He will flee from you because he knows that you are powerful with the Holy Spirit inside of you. Because the devil is no match for the Holy Spirit. Verse 8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Draw near to God through prayer, through reading the word. Draw near to him. If you have been dancing with the devil, if you have been dancing with sin, draw near to God through his word, through prayer, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. We, we have filthy hands. We are dirty. We are filthy rags. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. And purify your hearts, you double-minded. 
What does he mean by double-minded? We have these two minds. We have the mind of the flesh and the mind of the spirit because the spirit's living in us and there's a war. That's what he's mean. That's what he's talking about here. We're double-minded because there's a war inside of us. One part of our mind wants to go with the flesh. The other part of our mind wants to go with the Holy Spirit. And we war against each other. They war against each other. Verse 9. Be wretched and mourn and weep. What does he mean? Be wretched and mourn and meek. What does it mean to be wretched? Wretched really means like your clothes are torn, you're filthy, you're disgusting, you're poor, you're you live in a gutter, you are nothing but a wretch. Your body has wasted away to almost nothing. You are wretched. You stink, you're disgusting, you're wretched. Be wretched and mourn and weep. For what? Mourn and weep and be wretched over your sin. If you've been dancing with sin, be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning, not mourning like in the day, but mourning is in weeping as in mourning the death of a loved one and your joy to gloom. Let your laughter your pleasure be turned to mourning or sorrow and your joy to gloom over your sin. Verse 10, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. Come humbly before the Lord. Bring your sin to him. Lay it at his feet. Humble yourself. Come before him wretched and mourning and weeping. And humble yourself before him. And he will exalt you. He will lift you up by pulling you out of the muck and the mire. Verse 11. Do not speak evil against one another, brothers. The one who speaks against a brother or judges his brother speaks evil against the law and judges the law. All right, so what are we talking about now? So James shifts gears here a little bit. He was talking about sin. He's still talking about sin, but now he's shifting a little bit to do not speak evil against one another, brothers. So he's talking specifically to the believers. This is not between a believer and a non-believer. This is between believers, the church. Do not speak evil against one another, brothers. The one who speaks against a brother or judges his brother speaks evil against the law. What's the law? That's the law of the Bible and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. Verse 12, there is only one lawgiver and judge, he who is able to save and to destroy. But who are you to judge your neighbor? Now, when it's saying this, a lot of people like to, to, to take these type of verses out of context. Who are you to judge your neighbor? You are not 
allowed to judge a brother in Christ. That's not your job. However, you are to have discernment. I don't want to say judgment, but discernment about those who are not brothers in Christ. There's a big difference between judging a brother and judging someone who is not a brother. There's a big difference. Now, I'm not saying go out and judge people, but I'm saying you do need to have discernment when you are interacting with those who are not brothers in Christ. Let's go back to verse 11. Do not speak evil against one another, brothers. The one who speaks against the brother or judges his brother speaks evil against the law and judges the law. Okay, so you're making yourself a judge. You're not the judge. But if you judge the law, you are not not a doer of the law, but a judge. You're not doing the law. If you're judging your brother, you're under the law. You're not the judge. You ain't the judge. You ain't the judge of me. Right? We've all said that when we were kids. You, you're, you're not the boss of me. Verse 12, there is only one lawgiver and judge, and you ain't him. He who is able to save and to destroy. But who are you to judge your neighbor? Who are you to judge, judge that stinky, smelly person in church? Who are you to judge that person? You can't see their heart. That is God's job. Verse 13, we're shifting a little bit of, we're shifting a little bit of gears here. Verse 13, come now, you who say today or tomorrow, we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. So you're making plans. You're making plans with a, with a partner in your business. Great. Verse 14, yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. You know, I've been, I, I've recently did a podcast episode on time. And this is the verse that I got this, my thinking from. Our lives are so short. We are like a vapor. We appear for a moment and then we are gone. In the great scheme of things. We are 2,023 years removed from Christ. And we are only here for maybe 80 or 90 years, if we're lucky. Our lives are a vapor. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow, we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Why? You're going to waste your time. Listen to yourself is what, what I hear James saying here. Yet, you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? Why are you making these plans? What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. 15. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. 
if it's the Lord's will that we should do something, then we will go and do it. But why do we make these frivolous plans and then come to find out that was not God's plan? You know, I, I, I'm recalling a, a couple, a family who from our area. Now, I don't know them really well personally, but they were friends with a couple of my friends and they got an idea to get an RV, a used RV, renovate it. And they were going to travel and stop at campgrounds and lead worship services. They were going to lead worship services. And they specifically said that God is calling us to do this. That's what they said. They said God is calling us to go to campgrounds and lead worship services. So they they got a donation of a camper. A nice RV, a big one. Someone donated it to them. They renovated it. They did all this stuff. They were on the road for less than two months. And they sold the RV and they did something completely different. Why? If this was what God called them to do, why did they give up so quickly? Because it wasn't God who called them to do it. They made plans. They laid the plans. They said, come, you and I, today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a campground and we will lead worship and people will come to Christ and and we will get donations and we will make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this. We will go to campgrounds and lead worship. If the Lord wills. But before we make a decision, we will seek his face. We will seek the counsel of others. We will seek the counsel of church leaders. We will seek the counsel of people with wisdom. If the Lord wills. Verse 16. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Verse 17, so whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. Did you hear that? As it is, you boast in your arrogance. You're arrogant. You don't understand what you're saying. All such boasting is evil. So you, so whoever knows the right thing to do. I know it's wrong to dance with the devil. I know it's wrong to dance with greed, jealousy, envy, lust, porn. I know that those things are evil. So whoever knows the right thing to do to stay away from those things and fails to do it, for him it is sin. Guys, we have to come back to God humbly with 
just in a wretched, humble, weeping, mourning state over our sin. And God, in His mercy, will exalt us when He returns. Maybe not now. Maybe there's some of you listening who have committed a sin and you wound up paying a very dear price. Maybe it was a marriage, a loss of a marriage. Maybe it was a loss of a spouse. Maybe it was, maybe you went to prison. Maybe you had to go to prison. Maybe, maybe you had a life sentence and you got, you got off on it. You got off of that sentence. I I don't know. But you have to come humbly to God. Ask for forgiveness. And on the day of his return, he will exalt you. Guys, that ends James chapter 4. This was a long one and a good one. I didn't know where I was going to go with this, guys. I prayed before I started. And I said, God, just speak. Just speak. I kind of, I said, speak through me. And, you know, I don't, I don't really know if God speaks through people or not. I just know that these are the things that came to my mind as I read it today. And so that's what I spoke. And I hope that you got something out of it today. I hope it hit you in the heart. That's what I'm about, guys. I'm about getting to the heart of things. I want to be a real, authentic person who doesn't, who's not just a one note person who always talks about business, who only thinks about business and only thinks about his pocketbook and only thinks about himself. No. There's more to the human life and existence than business and making money. And so while that is what this podcast is ultimately about, we're going to talk about whatever we want. So if you have something you want to talk about, message me. I already said what, where to message me at. Message me. Facebook, Instagram, email. Message me. I'd love to hear from you. Maybe if we get time, I'll even have you on. Let's be real. If you want real... This is the podcast to be listening to, I think. I try. I try to be real. So that's it for this one, guys. I really hope this hit you in the heart. It did me. It did me. This spoke to me today big time. I'm not preaching at you. I'm preaching at myself. I'm really preaching at myself. So, guys, that's it for this one. This was a good Faith Friday. I hope you enjoyed it. I mean... It's enjoyable, but it's also hard. So, guys, thanks for listening, and I will see you in the next Faith Friday episode.